Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Susan Desenzi. You know, last week's episode was really about Dear Susan, Where Have You Been? I I basically wrote a letter to myself about where I was hiding out. And what I realized was that there was a lot of places where I felt kind of stuck. And so today's episode, we're really going to dive into that stuckness, right? Where we're stuck, how we're stuck, and how we begin to break free from that stickiness that causes us to feel stuck and held back and like, you know, we can know that there's something going on, but we don't really do anything about it. So I hope that you enjoy the show today and I hope it resonates for you. And I would love to hear your thoughts about how it did or didn't and where you feel you're stuck. So feel free to email me at Susan at SusanDesenzi.com and that'll all be in the show notes as well because I would love to hear where you feel you're stuck so that we can all work together to actually do something about when we feel that stickiness and we feel stuck. Okay, so that stuckness, that word stuck is really a word for a lot of people that conjures up a whole lot of shit, right? Because it's like, what do you mean stuck? Like if I get up every day and I go to work and I'm doing my thing, then I'm not really stuck, you know, because I'm still earning a living and I'm still taking care of my family and I'm still getting up every day. And it's not like I'm laying in bed in the fetal position, sucking my thumb and rocking back and forth, right? But What I realized in writing that Dear Susan letter to myself that I, you know, explained super briefly in the intro about kind of what that brought up for me, it was this awareness and this consciousness of where I was stuck and not just hiding out from myself and my authentic self, but where I felt stuck. And I felt stuck in the details. I felt stuck in how this podcasting thing is supposed to look. I felt stuck in the labels and the titles, which I'm going to do a future episode about, I think next week, actually. Yeah, I felt stuck in moving forward because I felt a bit trapped by my own expectations and my own thoughts and beliefs about myself and about the world around me. And the thing is, is that it it wasn't just about, you know, it's not that shoulda, woulda, coulda stuff. It's not that, oh, here, you're supposed to do this and that. Yeah, that was part of it. But my stuckness felt like, you know, I have this experience, I have these titles, I have this wisdom, I have this knowledge, I have this willingness to be vulnerable, And yet I'm still kind of feeling stuck in some of the details. And I'm still feeling a little bit stuck in how to really move forward. And what I recognized was that being stuck is really more about, I know that there's something there, but I don't really do anything about it. And I think that that's what really creates some of the stuckness, you know? I I know it did for me because... I was well aware of kind of how to move through some of my stories and some of the narratives that I had repeated to myself over and over again, but I wasn't really taking the action 
to get unstuck. And it brought up a time when I used to work in a prison, and many of you know my my some of my story and some of my history. If you've listened to the intro episode of the Spiritually Expressed Human way back episode one, then you've heard some of my story that uh, of being a six-time sexual assault survivor and how I moved from a place of survivorship into thriver, and then even beyond that into simply an experiencer of it, and how the traumas did affect me in many negative ways, but how I worked to overcome that, and again, uh, I'm also going to do an episode on trauma in the future, I think in a couple of weeks, actually. But I worked in a prison for a while, and I had my own therapist, because I, I firmly believed from day one as a therapist myself that I did not dare sit in this chair as a therapist to hold this space for you if I had not moved through or worked to move through many of my own issues, that I just didn't feel that I had that right. And I think it's pretty important that anybody who's in any kind of coaching, therapeutic coaching, therapeutic space deals with their shit, right? In order to better be a partner to those that you're serving and you're helping. And that was always my philosophy. So I had my own therapist until he passed away a few years ago. And he was in my life for about 23 years. And obviously, I didn't see him in the later years as often as I had seen him in the earlier years. And it varied over over the years with things that had gone on. When my mom passed away, I obviously saw him a little bit more to deal with the grief and the loss and all of that 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 her death brought up. And there were various other things that had happened throughout my life that caused me to, you know, go to him and and talk with him and have him be my sounding board and hold that space for me. And I remember one time I was working at a prison. And I remember one of my clients in, in my caseload, I had about 20 adult male inmates who were at a very specialized prison that had been reopened to become a pilot program, to become a national model for full substance abuse treatment in the correctional setting. Most prisons just have a wing that is dedicated to substance abuse and addictions, but this prison was different. This prison was designed to be what they call a therapeutic community model, and everyone was on board with it, from the Department of Corrections to the mental health unit to substance abuse and addictions, treatment providers to manufacturing academics, on and on and on I could go. And I remember one of my clients on my caseload who said to me, well, Miss Sue, you're not stuck here. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, you can leave anytime you want. You can just walk through the gate and you can leave. I have to stay here. I'm stuck here. And I said to him, are you really stuck here? Let's call him John. That's not his real name, but let's call him John. And I said, John, are you really stuck here? And he said, well, yeah, if I try to leave through the gate, I'm going to be shot. And I said, that's very true. But here's the difference. Are you stuck to the wall? 
can you not move? And he said, no, I can move. I said, do you have freedom to move around the prison, to go to work, to go to school, to do the things you need to do, to go to group? The way that you've been, you know, allowed to, you know, without constant correctional officer escorting you, right? There was the correctional officers at that particular prison would escort the inmates to and from their chow, their breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But other than that, they were basically, once they checked in with their correctional officer of that building and told them where they were heading, they were allowed to move freely on their own. And they had to actually show up at the place that they were supposed to be. So it was uh, basically a medium security prison. And we're not locked in their cells 24 hours a day. And there was some rigid rules, but they basically had a lot of freedom of movement. And so I said, are you stuck to the wall? Nope, I can move around freely. Can you go back and forth to work and school? Yep. Then where do you really feel stuck? Well, again, Miss Sue, I feel stuck because I can't leave. And I said, well, did you engage in this criminal activity, though, that you got caught with and you were tried and sentenced to live for a period of time in a prison setting? Yes. And do you have to kind of follow that rule that determine time and meet that sentence before you're allowed to leave without getting shot? Yes. So are you really stuck? Or are you just really in a waiting pattern until that day comes when the law, the judge, your probation officer, the Department of Corrections says you have completed your term of service here, you are now allowed to leave, and you won't be shot once you pass through those gates? He's like, yep. I said, so you're not really stuck then. Now, I had said this to him. And yet the next time I went and saw my own therapist, and we had, we're having a conversation about, you know, kind of how I was feeling in my career and my life. And I felt like my career was kind of feeling like it was a bit at a standstill. And, you know, I was doing great work at the prison and I truly loved it. And I loved working with those men and the team of providers who were helping them, but I also felt held back and that I really wanted to do more work from a deeper level even, and I felt like I was stuck. And he says to me, hey, are you really stuck there? And I shook my head. If you could see me now, I'm shaking my head right now. I shook my head and I started to laugh because I said, I just said that same thing to one of my clients last week. And he said, but answer the question. Are you physically stuck there? No, I'm not. Then what stops you from doing something about that feeling of being stuck there, of feeling stuck in your career? What can you do about it? And I went, oh, shit. There's actually things I can do about that. But because I was tied to the fact that I loved my work and I loved working with these men and I loved where I was working at the time and I was making very good money, I felt that those were all higher priorities, right? You know, I'm doing good work and I love it and I'm passionate about it and I'm earning a living because of it. Wow, I can't let my family down by not bringing in a salary right now. I can't let my family down by 
just up and quitting my job without having another job. That would be kind of silly, right? Or so I thought. Now, I didn't ultimately do that. It took some period of time, maybe another year and a half or two years I stayed, and and I left just because things had gotten kind of out of balance there. And I, it didn't feel like it was about the programming for the, for the men anymore. It felt more political and it felt more about money. And I knew that was kind of my cue to leave. But I no longer felt stuck from that point forward because I knew I had the choice. I knew that I wasn't really stuck there that I actually had the choice to find something else or to reinvigorate my work and my passion in a way that didn't, you know, that caused me to not feel that stuckness. It, it diminished that stuckness for me. I didn't look at it as a chore. I didn't look at it as a long distance to drive. I didn't look at it as a pain in the ass thing. I reinvigorated my beliefs about it because I took away that thought and that feeling that somehow I was stuck there. And that was a powerful lesson for me. This had to be, oh, a good 16, 17, 15, 16, 17 years ago. I'd have to sit down and actually think about the exact date, kind of unimportant actually, but it was many years ago. It was pretty important, though, back then because it kind of pushed me on a different path. And what I mean by that is it pushed me on a path of recognition that I always had the choice and that I could choose happiness, I could choose freedom, I could choose action, I could choose inaction, I could choose negativity, I could choose to feel stuck, or I could choose to recognize where I'm feeling stuck And then systematically take a look at the things that I might be able to, you know, do to actually shift and change that situation. And I also recognized how that feeling of being stuck can actually pervade all of our lives in every way. It can pervade my relationships. It can pervade how I see myself. I can feel choiceless. And like I'm stuck in a relationship I don't really want to be in or I'm not really happy in, I can feel stuck with a car that's falling apart and I don't really like to drive anymore or feel safe in. I can feel stuck in my physical health and wow, I'm, I'm, let's say I'm, I'm a very obese person and I have trouble even moving or walking. I can feel very stuck and trapped in my body. And like, I can't do anything about it, but there's always a choice, even if it starts very, 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 very small. You know that adage or that phrase that you may have heard of that a journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step? If I'm focusing on that thousand miles, then that journey feels incredibly long. If I'm looking at the end result, which is that hitting that thousand mile mark, then, oh my God, in the meantime, every step I take is going to be like, yeah, I'm taking steps, but oh my God, I'm never going to get there. Or I can look at that thousand mile journey and go, holy shit, 
I'm three steps further along than I was before. And yeah, it might take me a little while to get that to that thousand mile mark, but I'm still further along than I was before. Let's say I'm that very overweight person who has trouble walking and moving, and all I want to do is lose some weight so I can breathe better and move better and feel better and actually start moving more. Well, there's ways to do it by sitting down. There's ways to start increasing your heart rate using your arms. There's ways that you can begin that journey with very, very, very tiny steps. Okay, let's take, for example, I'm in a relationship that I don't want to be in, and I can't really afford to leave because I don't earn that much money on my own, or maybe I don't work at all. Maybe I have children, and I'm having to deal with the children, and I just don't see the way out. Well, there are resources out there, and there are ways to begin that process of taking that first step on that path of your journey. And the point really is, is that there are always choices. And I think that was the biggest lesson I learned by having just said that to my inmate the week before, and that he wasn't really stuck, and yet I still didn't see that it was about the choices he was choosing to stay behind the walls of that prison and not go near the front gate because his fear of getting shot was greater than his desire for his freedom. Because the law said, we are not letting you be free right now. You must stay behind these walls in this thing we call a prison for this specified period of time. And once you have completed that, then we will let you go free. But up until that point, you must stay behind these walls. And his feeling of stuckness then caused his whole prison experience to feel horrible up to that point. But as soon as John recognized that he actually had the freedom of choice to go beyond the gate if he wanted, but the risk of doing that was that he would potentially get shot, and he made the choice not to because he liked to live, obviously, and didn't want to die, he realized it was his choice. And in doing that, it took me till I saw my own therapist and had a conversation with him about my career and my feelings of stuckness for me to make that connection, that it was about the choice. So really, in, in feeling stuck, kind of, you know, like in that quagmire of your life, right? Your past experiences, maybe some of your childhood, maybe some of your adulthood, maybe some of the ways that you have felt like you were stuck in something. I guess I would invite you to question, are you really truly stuck? And if you really feel you're stuck, what if you just asked yourself that little bit deeper question of, what actions could I take that could help me to feel unstuck? What actions could I take to maybe change my job if I really hate my job and I feel stuck in this crummy situation with this, this horrible working conditions and very low pay? What could I do? It may take more time than I would like to see it take right now to change it, but can I change it? 
And are there things I could do? And how to begin making those things happen and bringing them into fruition? I'm in the relationship I don't want to be in. Okay, how do I feel stuck in this relationship? And what can I do to get myself out of this relationship? Oh, I need to make more money. I need to find a place to live. I, I have children and I need to find child care for my children while I work now. Maybe I, again, haven't worked before and he was just providing for us. Again, there are always choices and things that each of you can do to help you begin to feel like you're removing that stickiness that has you feeling held back and stuck. If it's something material or tangible, like a car or a home, same thing. The truth is, this, this applies to anything in your life. Let's say that you're feeling even depressed and sad, and you're like, God, I, I, I just don't know the purpose of life anymore, and I never feel happy, and I just, I just want to feel happiness. I feel so stuck in my depression. Now, I get that because I have dealt with that throughout my life at various times. And with this illness and the many months that I was incapacitated and incapable of even sitting upright for any length of time, I get it. I felt depressed. I felt stuck in my physical pain and this problem that I didn't know what it was back then. I felt trapped by it, but I refused to give into it and I refused to give up. And I kept advocating for myself and taking those steps to figure it out. And we did figure it out. And as I took those steps and those actions, I felt emotionally and psychologically and mentally and spiritually a little bit stronger because I knew that I was caring enough about myself to say, I am not going to let these other people who think they know, know what I know. And that is that something is not right. And I am trusting that I know that something is not right and that I will find an answer and I will not give up and I will have the resiliency to keep plugging along and moving forward no matter how long it takes. And I won't just trust what they say just because they have a title, just like I would not want people to trust me just because I am a psychotherapist and I'm licensed. Trust me because I can help you and do help you, and I hold that space for you, and I offer up tools and skills that actually work for you. Trust me, because I say and do things that resonate with you, not just because I have this title. And so with doctors, I refused to listen to what they said just because they were doctors. And so I invite you to do the same when it comes to even your own thoughts and feelings about yourself. Just because your past may have been riddled with pain and heartache and maybe some betrayal and distrust and trauma and difficult things like we've all faced at various points in our life, don't believe that that is all of who you are and that you are incapable of getting yourself unstuck 
from something. Know that you always have choice and there are always resources out there. And even if you cannot find the resources that you actually need right now, there are always other resources available. And sometimes we just have to dig a little deeper and work a little harder to find that. And and again, I get it. We can be just flat out fucking exhausted from trying to continue taking those steps forward. And we can take that two steps forward and feel like we're pushed three steps backwards. And it's like, oh my God, why do I keep taking steps forward if I'm just going to keep getting pushed back further and further? But it's kind of like this podcast or the podcast world. It's kind of like starting a business. It's kind of like beginning a new relationship. You have to trust that if you stick with it, okay, this is a different kind of stickiness now, right? If you have the resiliency to stick with something and keep taking those steps forward, you have to trust that you will see the fruits of that work, that effort, that labor, those taking the steps on that journey, and it will provide wonderful benefits to you in a variety of ways. It just may take more time than you hope, wish, want, dream of. And so part of you know, being stuck and knowing that there's kind of something going on and not doing anything about it, that's just keeping you more stuck. And and it will become this kind of like, you know, think of that, you know, like if you if you fill up your sink with water and then you open up the drain, you know, that vortex where all of a sudden the water is just kind of like, you know, being sucked and pulled through the drain and you see kind of that vortex space. That's exactly what this can do to you. And it can feel like it's literally sucking you in and you will quote unquote, never be able to get out of it. But you can, because you can add more water and stop the vortex. You can plug up the drain. You can close the drain There's lots of things you could do with just that example of the water draining out of a sink. Imagine what you could do if you start really looking at where you're feeling stuck in your emotional world, in your psychological world, in your physical world, in your spiritual world, in your mental world, in your financial world, and What are some of the things that you could potentially do to begin changing that, even again, if it's ever so slightly? The biggest thing, man, is that I believe in people. And I know that most of us as humans on this planet are good people who just want to live our best versions of ourselves and live in happiness and joyfulness and peacefulness and abundance. And the truth is, in order to do that, we have to be active participants in our life and no longer give our power away to these outside circumstances and experiences that cause us to feel like we're trapped and stuck and incapable. I hope that through time and listening to each episode and reaching out to me and letting me know your thoughts so that we can have a conversation about where you're at and where you want to go and how you want to get unstuck. 
I hope that over time you develop that hope again and that resiliency and that willingness to have a choice and step into the powerful you that you've always been. As I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, you are a divine being. And again, it doesn't matter what religious faith or beliefs or ideologies you hold or spiritual beliefs you hold or none at all, is that you are on this planet right now alive at this time of our evolution for a reason and reasons. And that you, again, as I will say every episode, you have impact to make, and you already make that impact. So imagine if you're feeling stuck, like John felt in the prison, if he truly felt like he was stuck in his cell and he had no impact, that could have totally changed the way he progressed in his treatment and his willingness to address his issues and his willingness to move forward, if he truly felt he was stuck and he was just biding his time until he was able to get out of the prison cell for good, it may have totally changed everything that happened to him. But fortunately for John, he embraced a different thought process. And once he realized that he was truly not stuck and he was making a choice to stay inside the prison and not go toward the gate because he didn't want to get shot, he felt more empowered. Even as a man still behind bars, he felt more empowered and he felt more capable of beginning to take longer steps and wider steps and more steps at a time because he felt like, hey, there's hope that at some point I will actually reach that thousand mile mark and it may come sooner than I originally thought. So I invite you to really kind of look at in your life where you're feeling stuck or trapped or held back, where you're feeling limited, where you're feeling held down, where you're feeling like last week, not your authentic self. You're stuck in the labels or the titles or the ideas that you have about yourself, your life, or how you think it should be or you're supposed to be, whether it's someone else's vision for you or it's just stuff you've come to learn to believe. And if it's not really helping you to move forward, and if it feels really like you're trapped in it, and it's never going to change, take a bit of a deeper look at where the choices are and the actions that you can take that will help you begin to loosen that stickiness and begin to feel unstuck. Because you really are a divine being who is here in form to become fully spiritually expressed in your humanness and in your spiritual divinity. I'd love to hear from you, and if in any way we can have a conversation, not a sales call or anything like that, just a real conversation, man, about where you're stuck and feeling kind of that trappedness, and your desire to break free is strong, and you're just not sure how, please reach out to me. I'm always willing to talk to people and share what little I know, and what my journey has been. 
and mirror for you and hold that space for you so that you can truly step into the powerful divine being you've always been and are meant to be and have always been meant to be. So I hope you have a fantastic, spiritually fully expressed week as the divine, authentic you that you are. And I'll see you next week. Ciao for now. You've been listening to The Spiritually Expressed Human, where conformity is not an option. Getting out of the box is critical, and spiritually expressed means becoming the badass of your life while attaining freedom and inner peace. If you're ready to start that process, go to susandesenzi.com and click on the free gift tab to get started. You can also get the link in the show notes. Thank you for being here. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on your platform of choice. Until next time, be the spiritually expressed badass you are meant to be.